0: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I got Paulie on assignment. He's here, but I have him on an assignment. I want to know if uh, what was the smallest hand size at the combine out of everybody who was at the combine over under Marvin's. What is, uh, I don't think there's anybody who has smaller hands than Marvin. Yes, Paul.
1: I think Marvin was at 8.5, 8.5 inches last week was the official measurement.
0: Uh, no, I think he was in the sevens. Oh, I'm sorry. It was, I still can't believe it. Yeah. It was well, under eight. Yes. Hold please. Yeah. Because remember Kenny Pickett was laughing at uh, Marvin's hand size. What is your official hand size, Marv? Do you remember? <laughs> I think it was like seven and seven eight? Seven and seven, eight. So it was under eight. Uh, I told Pauly, did anybody at the combine have smaller hands? Maybe a kicker it's yes,
1: I'm looking. I've got a, a defensive back with 8.14-inch hands. Yeah. 8.25, 8. I should say. Sorry. I don't want to give out the names. I don't want to demean them, young man. Sorry. Sorry, Morris. Still looking, though. Yeah. Can you but, imagine having hands that small? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. I
2: mean, no offense.
0: <laughs> I've never seen Seton walk in prouder, you know. <laughs> I still can't get the smile off yeah. my face. Like, he wants to give Marvin a high five just yeah. to put his hands up next to Marvin. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dpdampatrick.com. Twitter handle at DPShow. Didn't go as scripted this weekend at Duke. Here's Mike Krzyzewski after the loss against North Carolina.
3: This isn't part of the program. This is impromptu by me. I'm sorry about this afternoon. That No, please, no, please, everyone be quiet. Let me just say, it's unacceptable. Today was unacceptable. But the season has been very acceptable. And...
0: He's still coaching. Yeah. We're, we're saying goodbye to a portion of his career, but they still have the ACC tournament, then they have the NCAA tournament. But it was one of those games where you start to watch and you're figuring North Carolina's not going away. And North Carolina nearly scored 100 points for a coach who stresses defense as much as Coach K does. Can't imagine what that uh, Sunday must have been like and the subsequent days here with North Carolina or uh, with uh, Duke losing to North Carolina. We'll get to phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. We'll give you hours coming up. Poll question, Seton, first hour, and we're staying with that.
2: Dan, for the first hour we had, whose career would you want? And your options were, uh, well, Bill Belichick's running away with it at 35%. Mm-hmm. He's followed up by Phil Jackson. Uh, Coach K, Nick Saban. We put Joe Torrey and Greg Popovich on there. Greg Popovich, just 9% of the win. Mm, okay. Right.
0: Next time you're watching an NFL game and you, uh, you look at that guy, where you go, boy, that guy's different than everybody else. Jordan Davis, he's uh, the Georgia defensive lineman, defensive tackle. He had a pretty fast 40-yard dash time. Now, it doesn't guarantee success. So he's 6'6", 350. He ran a four seven eight. That's faster than Patrick Mahomes. His measurements are freakish here. But, you know, defenses had to adjust. With all this speed on offense, with all of the rules that benefit the offense, you got Micah Parsons, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, all three players elite speed for their size. And it's not everything, but... I would have thought that Davis running a 4 7, 8 would have him jump up into maybe a, a lottery pick. It feels like he's still going to be at the latter part of the first round. But offenses continue to prioritize speed and spacing. So we'll see you know, the defense trying to keep up and bringing in those players that have this incredible speed. And I was looking at Davis, and as a comp, I, I thought, well, let me compare him to J.J. Watt. Uh, five defensive linemen, have weighed over 300 pounds and run a sub-5 40-yard dash time. Jordan Davis, of course, is the top. J.J. Watt, 6'5", 290, and Davis ran a uh, lot faster 40-yard dash time than J.J. did. Yeah, Paul?
1: I was thinking of a comparison. Again, it's apples and oranges, but remember Haloti Nada? He was over 330. He seemed like he's about 6'4 when he played for the Ravens. They moved him all over the line. He played defensive end for a year, and yeah. he, he was all over the place. And that guy was pretty unstoppable for about five-year run.
0: But I would think if I put him at nose tackle at six six and that kind of speed, just how he would disrupt an offense. Because Aaron Donald is six inches shorter than him. Now, Aaron Donald wins because of leverage, because he's six foot. But if I got Jordan Davis at that size, and just putting his hands up on every play, just put your hands up, that's it. You know, try to disrupt the, uh, the the guards and the center. And if you're able to do that, I mean, that's an impactful player right away. And plus, he's he can run. But I've yet to see him. Uh, it felt like he was in the 20s of the first round. But after the combine, once again, we read a lot of – we read too much into some of the things that happened at the combine, even the pro day. It felt like, you know, the new thing is, can you roll left – and throw back across your body 50 yards because that's the Patrick Mahomes pro day. And then we saw that with a few quarterbacks, and you're like, man, that guy can play. No, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, okay, you can roll left and throw it 50 yards. Good. Uh, What else can you do for me? Yeah, Paulie. We have an Uh NFL
1: combine update, Dan.
0: Is there somebody with smaller hands than Marvin?
1: I went through every player, Mar- every kicker and punter at the combine has bigger hands than Marvin, mm. confirmed. Mm. However, there is a running back named Kenny uh, Smallfingers Brooks. I made that up <laughs> from <laughs> University of Oklahoma. Good player, five eleven, two oh nine. His hand size measured at seven and five inches. Uh-oh. Seven and five inches. Okay. And that's the only person in the entire combine with hands under. Eight-inch measurements. Back to you. All right. Thank you, Paul. I'll keep an eye on if anything develops. Yes. If anyone's <laughs> yeah. hands get smaller, yeah. post-combine. Yeah.
0: Could we find out other famous people who might have smaller hands? Actors, musicians. How would anyone know? I don't. I don't <laughs> think Springsteen goes, you know, I was just thinking maybe I shouldn't uh, get my hands measured. They do that at the combine. How would that go, Todd?
3: I was in the middle of looking up celebrities with tiny hands.
0: Oh. You should listen to this show. I should. Yeah, you should. Because then you could have done your Springsteen. Well, and all per- right. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. Small go hands. Yeah. Small head. Yeah. Thank you, Tony. all go home now. No. Yeah, no, you missed it. You I missed, missed it. your moment. I did. Yeah. Timing's everything there. The Aaron Rodgers situation, we'll keep an eye on that. Probably going to get an answer tomorrow, or at least a strong indication of is he going to stay in Green Bay? Is he going to go? People have to understand a couple of things here. He's not a free agent. Just because he doesn't want to go back to Green Bay, if that happens, he doesn't get to pick his team. You know, Green Bay is going to decide what they can get for Aaron Rodgers. And maybe it's Pittsburgh. Maybe it's Denver. It's going to be an AFC team. Uh, Tennessee, could you trade him and uh, get Ryan Tannehill and whatever? If it's Pittsburgh, what are you getting in return from Pittsburgh? If I'm Green Bay, I'll say, all right, uh, let's start with TJ Watt. Oh, he's not available? All right. Denver, Denver has a lot of uh, draft picks there. And this goes back to what I was told from my source. When they traded Von Miller, it was really important that they were going to get a couple of draft picks including a second round pick. And that would be used as ammo to get Aaron Rodgers. And that may come to fruition. And that was many, many months ago when I was told that, that they were, they didn't want uh, green Bay. didn't want players from what I was told. My source said green Bay wanted draft picks because they have great confidence in their ability to draft. Now, if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I still think he should stay in green Bay, but I did say he would play one more year in green Bay and then he would leave. But if you're going to, if the goal is to win championships, and I look at this, you get to that certain age. You know, LeBron's 37, Aaron Rodgers 38. We saw Brady the last couple of years. It's, I got to win championships. I want to add more championships here. That's where we are. Aaron Rodgers going to get paid. LeBron got paid. Now it's about legacy. Aaron Rodgers needs another Super Bowl. For a guy who is usually widely considered the most talented quarterback, he's got one Super Bowl. One Super Bowl appearance. And, you know, Peyton Manning needed that other Super Bowl win. But, I mean, they didn't win because of him, but he still you get credit for winning a Super Bowl. You sort of have to differentiate yourself. And we start with, do you have two Super Bowls? Do you have multiple Super Bowls here? But I look at Aaron Rodgers... What team gives him the best chance of getting back to a Super Bowl? It's Green Bay. You keep Devontae Adams if you can. You play in a bad division. You look at the NFC. Look at the NFC right now. Don't have to worry about Tampa anymore. New Orleans. Dallas, you're not quite sure. They may lose Demarcus Lawrence. Damari Cooper. You're not worried about anybody in your own division. You got the Rams, but it's difficult to repeat. We know that. Seattle, we don't know what's happening there. San Francisco has quarterback issues. So if you look at that, why would you leave? Unless it's just lifestyle. Unless it's just, I want a fresh start. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers and it's about, I'm going to get paid. And, and I'm, I'm not going to, if I go to Denver I'm weakening the team that I'm going to. I go back to when Carmelo Anthony wanted out of Denver. Goes to New York. Well, New York had to give up four or five guys to get him. And then he goes there, he goes, wait, we're not any good. Yes, because you wanted to go there. They had to give up a lot to get you here. And I think Aaron Rodgers factoring in, can I win? And I do think Denver is ready to explode. I do. I've said that all along. I think that they're that close. And you put Rodgers in there, you don't have to give up any of your players. You will give up your draft picks. That would be the place if you are going to go. You know, we're trying to come up with different scenarios here. And I just don't see anything other than, you know, Tennessee, remember the report that he was buying land in Nashville? I don't know if that matters. Feels like everybody's buying land in Nashville, so I don't know if that means everybody else is going to the Titans. But, um, you know, those were the things I'm just trying to add logic to this, which usually doesn't factor in in this business. But just I like to tamp down some things and just say, all right, what is the real possibility of something like this happening? And Denver, I think, has been for real. I think Denver is all in. They've been all in. And John Elway has, for one of the great quarterbacks in NFL history, he can't find a quarterback, which I find amazing. Yeah, Pauling.
1: It's such a unique situation to, that an MVP might go elsewhere. Like the Colts with Manning's injury years ago, they kind of stumbled into Andrew Luck. Remember they had Curtis Painter and they were that bad yeah. that season? Yeah. And then even um, the San Francisco 49ers somehow got Steve Young to sit for three years plus. I mean, those are the weirdest situations of all. And... If they had a backup quarterback that they believed in totally, I wonder how different the situation would be for Green Bay.
0: They had already moved on. Absolutely. They don't know what they have in Jordan Love. If they, And maybe they do know what they have in Jordan Love, and that's why they're holding on. Holding on for dear life here. But Pittsburgh, we even said it when Mike Tomlin was throwing out verbal bouquets about Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, wow, that almost feels like tampering. And that was how many months ago when he was saying nice things about Aaron Rodgers. And you're wondering, could I see a scenario like that? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Pittsburgh's back on the landscape. Uh, let's see. Get a couple more phone calls in here, and then we'll take a break. Kathy in Milwaukee. Good morning, Kathy. What's on your mind today?
4: Well, it's actually Kathy, C-A-S-S-I-E, C-A-S-S-S-I-E, but that's Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Well, um, I'm going to yell at no, Tyler. He's had an issue with spelling. Okay. I, I need spell check for uh, for Tyler.
4: <laughs> it's okay. It happens all the time. Um, my first best is Chris Middleton going off for 44 points yep. to catapult the Bucks to their seventh victory in a row. And my worst of the weekend is, unfortunately, no deal for MLB baseball, but I have a fun story to hopefully send out some good juju to the baseball god. Okay. When you guys ran the sausage race in uh, Milwaukee, my husband is the guy who pulled Fritzy out of his sausage costume. (laughs) Uh,
0: Is your husband there? He is not. He is at work. Oh, uh, because how did he explain what happened when Fritzy couldn't get out of his sausage costume?
4: Um, he the best way he could describe it was just there was a lot of sweat sweat and he tried to explain to him just lift the hands up and i will pull uh and because that is how we help other guests get out you say put your hands straight over your head and we will pull them off of you um but he said it wasn't the worst he's ever had to help either so Well, that's not the
0: worst. Th- this is how it sounded. Seaton does a great job in recreating what Fritzy sounded like moments after the sausage race is over. Everybody has taken off the uh, the casing there, and this is what it sounded like with Fritzy.
2: My arm just doesn't bend that way, guys. You got to get me out of this thing, guys. It's getting hot. It's getting <laughs> hot, guys. You got to get me out of it. This...
0: She's surrounded <laughs> by unpaid
1: interns trying to pull this guy with oh this disproportionate God. arms out of this <laughs> outfit. I'm like buddy, no. Just
2: bend your elbow, tuck your it elbow. Doesn't go it doesn't go down. My arm doesn't bend that way. <laughs> I
1: couldn't get my arms to go
3: in the position that they were suggesting. I was in a full fledged panic attack, and I needed like Chris getting on here. Air, it's ginger on ale, here. I really felt faint. I felt I could feel the whiteness of my uh, my face in the costume. Yeah.
0: But, but you couldn't really hear Todd because it was, it was muffled because his face was inside his costume. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it wasn't it. lined up with the hole you're I, talking I, I can't read it. Get on there. I
0: don't know. <laughs> oh my God, Todd,
3: shut up. I really thought they were going to put me in the back of some kind of medical yeah, thing. you needed on.
0: the jaws of life there for you. Get out of a sausage costume. And
3: it was so <laughs> brutally hot. Just the whole... I don't know how you guys did that. Just the running in that heat. And then it was just so... It was the same temperature for all of it. I <laughs> I, I, I found it extremely hot in that thing.
1: Yeah, Paul. I love that you could take something that was a total nice invitation, yeah. a very thoughtful Milwaukee, an honor, a, a chance, and became a lifetime traumatic experience yes. for Todd. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Let me take a break here. I have... Um, a wild suggestion for Major League Baseball. And I'll have that for you coming up next. More phone calls as well on the Dan Patrick Show. Callaway. Callaway's done it again. They have a great new putter. It's uh, the tri 5K from Odyssey. So they came along. They built a blade unlike any other. It's been engineered using multi-material construction to dramatically increase forgiveness. And uh, it's something called MOI and at 5000 MOI uh, that's where the 5K comes in the Tri-Hot 5K the kind of forgiveness you would expect with a mallet now delivered in a blade Tri-Hot 5K comes with classic blade shapes and uh, they have more oversized models double wide triple wide each one comes with the legendary white hot insert yep most popular insert ever back with the original feels Uh, sound and performance. The Odyssey TriHot 5K, the days of sacrificing performance to play a blade are over because it's truly a blade unlike any other. See the TriHot 5K lineup at odysseygolf.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app, at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Our stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Bojan Bogdanovic scored 35, helping the Jazz beat the Thunder. He had 11 three-pointers. First player not named Steph Curry to make 11 three-pointers in a game since Fred Van Vliet in 2021. Steph Curry has done it four times since then. Baseball negotiations, not much to talk about there, but they're trying to reemphasize a rule. I don't know if it's a rule change because they've had the pitch clock in the rule book for quite some time, decades. And maybe they're going to start, re- they're, they're going to enforce this. But I think they've gone from like 17 seconds to 20 seconds. Now is it 15 seconds? Trying to speed up the game. Yeah, Paul.
1: Yeah, it's a 14-second pitch clock. Ooh, made it. Yes. With the bases empty and 19-second timer with runners on. According to sources familiar with the situation.
0: Okay. What if the hitter takes time to get in there? At at what point does the clock start? And are you going to show the clock in Major League Baseball stadiums? Because if you do, you're the road team. Your pitcher's on the mound. Then you're going to start counting. Five, four, three... But I don't know how you're going to enforce this. Will you enforce this? How long will you enforce this? Yeah, Pauline.
1: That's a good point. I wonder, maybe let's say three years from now, or maybe when this gets normalized. When I, we play baseball again? Yeah. When pitchers are used to doing it in less than 20 seconds, does a batter go, I'm going to mess with this guy's rhythm and act like I can't get my uh, my thing, my, chin, my strap uh, connected? Yeah. And then delay 30 seconds. There's no clock on the guy in the...
0: Yeah. See, I want a clock on the hitter, too. Because they take more time than the pitcher does. The pitcher can't do anything until you step into the box. Yes. yes. Tom. And it's
3: definitely going to encourage, like, the taunting and the heckling. We start with Giannis. I, mean, I was at a Nets-Bucks game, and every single time he got, got to the foul line, they going, six, seven, eight, nine, to see if they can count up to 13 or 14 or whatever the rule is where you have to shoot your free throws. And just every time,
0: incessantly, from the beginning of the game to the end, they did that. I had a wild idea about Major League Baseball. Now – I know that it's not going to happen. I'll say that, but I just, you know, baseball is always experimental. They're, they're experimenting on how to speed up the game. What if you actually had a clock attached to Major League Baseball? Let's say I gave you two and a half hours to play a baseball game, just like soccer does. And, you know, maybe you have extra time for something. You add like six minutes. But when the game ends, the game ends. And, and just that you're on the clock and then those last couple of innings, even the last inning, you get a rally going and you're on the clock and you're not sure when it's going to end or you do have the clock up there and you're hurrying up there. And then, you know, the pitcher's taking his good old time. Now you have the clock on him at 14 seconds. Get in the batter's box. Start to swing away. I know it would never happen, but if you want to speed up the process and you want to have something really interesting where you're not sure if you're going to be able to throw a pitch, you get one more at-bat, bases, bases are loaded, all of a sudden, five, four, three. Yeah, Paulie.
1: Okay, so the people who would critique this would say that it's not fair because both sides don't get their at-bats. What if at the two-and-a-half-hour mark, Dan, you finish that inning? So let's say it's the seventh inning at the top of the seventh and the A's are up and it's at the two-and-a-half-hour um, mark and the Yankees had the bottom of the inning.
0: But you've had two-and-a-half hours.
1: You've had your at-bats, we've had our at-bats. But this would ensure the inning gets finished and no one can complain.
0: I don't want the inning to be finished. Oh, I, you're radical. I want it to stop. Like, that's it. Game over. Two outs, two on. Yes. They throw back to the pitcher like, yes, uh, yeah,
2: that's it. <laughs> no, like, stoppage time or anything? No. There's a little injury. Well, you could.
0: But I don't know if then you have fake injuries like soccer does. Yeah. Uh, But I I don't know. If you want to put them on the clock, then put them on the clock. Like you could create. Then it would be interesting to watch baseball. You know, it's two and a half hours. See, the NFL has it timed out. Halftime is 12 minutes. Like they don't differentiate. Game starts right now. Game hopefully ends. You got another game after that. You got to fit into a window. Baseball doesn't fit into a window. Now, I've never had a problem with the length of a baseball game. But I will say, if your goal is to speed it up, this would speed it up. Yes, he. Right, because football, there's always an end,
2: right? Either you go your four downs and you, you know, you yeah. three and out or you have to punt yeah. or it's going to end with a field goal or a touchdown. A baseball inning theoretically could go on in perpetuity, it could <laughs> go on forever. Yeah. Until you get those three outs, it could just keep going on. for. It could take an hour and a half, just the one half an inning. Yes, Marvin.
3: I'm an expert on shortening things. So (laughs) my thing would be, like, what about the batter? Like, like, what's the penalty going to be if they go over the
0: 14-second limit? Well, I think it's a ball for the pitcher. They just say that you didn't deliver the pitch in time, so it's a ball. And that's it. I don't know what it is. I get You just call a strike on the hitter if he's going to take forever. Yeah, Paul.
1: If I've got a 2-0 or a, a 0-2 count on someone, I'm just going to sit there and let the clock go and go, I'll get, I'll get it to 2-2 and rest
0: my arm for a couple pitches. Did Did Nomar start this? Who's the first player to start, you know, first batter who didn't get in the box?
2: He took forever. He certainly made it famous. There's no doubt about that. He became the poster boy
0: of... Yeah, like that's a weird OCD type thing, like a tick. Yes, yeah. I wonder if he does that now. Like, <laughs> what's he do now? Once you're out of baseball and he's at home with his wife Mia Ham, and she's like, "Hey, can you help me with this?" And he's like, "Hold on." Like he stands up, sits down, stands up, sits down, <laughs> touches the remote three times, and then. <laughs> uh, as somebody who has OCD, I, I I could certainly understand that, but it that's always it felt like Nomar started this. Yes, Tom.
3: You think he always has batting gloves on, even though he's (laughs) not? Maybe. Maybe. He's in the kitchen. What are you doing? He's fixing the Velcro on the batting glove. Why are you doing that? It
0: drove me crazy. (laughs) Just get in the box. (laughs) Every pitch. Every pitch. Get out, adjust, 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 get back in. Next pitch. You don't even swing. Get out, adjust. Yes, boss.
1: Jose Altuve of the Astros may have mastered it from what uh, Nomar used to do. He goes in, he adjusts his gloves four times on each hand between each pitch, oh, both hands. I mean, it's 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 a scene, man.
0: Yeah, see, I don't know what you can do. I, I find it more annoying with what the hitter's doing than the pitcher because the pitcher can't do anything until the batter's in the batter's box. A few more phone calls in here. Joe in Indiana. Hi, Joe. What's on your mind?
3: First-time caller, long-time listener, 5'10", a hard 175. Oh. I have a poly special special for my best of the weekend hmm. division three men's basketball tournament. Your Wabash Little Giants punch their ticket to the Sweet Sixteen. My bestest is Division Three Steph Curry, aka Jack Davidson, averaging thirty-eight, seven, four and a half in the two games this weekend.
0: All right. Well, thank you, Joe. Yeah, I watched. I love this week, Championship Week. It's just you're watching. It, what's the team that got in, um, not Longview. My, that's my best of the weekend.
1: Oh. It's uh, the Longwood, Longwood. Lan- Lancers. University of Longwood Lancers out of Farmville, Virginia. Both their men's and women's basketball
0: teams won the Big South and got NCAA bids. Mm. Yeah, sorry, Marvin. You can't root for Longwood. Um, <laughs> oh. let's, uh, that's really not us. Let's nice. do. Let's. Two best and worst of the weekend. Todd, I'll start with you.
3: Oh, uh, My best, LeBron. Call him a scorer. James scores 56 Saturday night. races a 14-point Warrior lead. Most points he ever scored as a Laker. Oldest player in NBA history with 55-plus points and 10-plus rebounds in a game. Worst, Duke losing to their arch-rivals North Carolina by double digits. Nearly gave up 100 points. Coach K's last game at Cameron Indoor. I agree with Coach that it was unacceptable.
0: Seton no O'Connor.
2: My best of the weekend is Celtics fans booing Kyrie. <laughs> So the Nets are in town. It was
0: just so petty and hilarious. Wait a minute. I have uh, here's Kyrie talking about being back in Boston. No, nah, no, nah, I think it's going to be like that. Well, I know it's going to be like that for the rest of my career coming in here. So, you know, it's like the scoring girlfriend, you know, just wants an explanation on why I left, but still hoping for, you know, a text back. And I'm just like, yeah, it's fun while it lasted. No, Boston doesn't want you back, Kyrie. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. You're you're not. They're just mad at the ex-girlfriend. They don't want her back. They're just mad at the ex-girlfriend. Yes, does uh, he?
2: Yeah, that was actually my even more bester was Kyrie's reaction to it and <laughs> calling
0: them a scorned girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They don't want you back, Kyrie.
2: I love it. He's just standing there waiting for, I forget who was at the foul line, but he's just like smiling and laughing, <laughs> like puts his hands up. Like, what the
0: heck? <laughs> uh, Marvin, best and worst of the weekend.
3: All right, best of the weekend. Tatum and LeBron, both scoring. 50-plus, and then worst of the weekend for Big Baby Davis getting kicked out of his seat. And ESPN (laughs) caught it.
0: I know. amazing. I I sent Paulie the video. So Big Baby Glenn Davis is at the game, the the Nets game against the Celtics. So former Celtic, I would say Celtic great, but he's just a former Celtic. He sees an empty seat courtside, and, and ESPN has the camera on him. He walks down, plops, plops in front, uh, you know, front row. I think it's third quarter. <laughs> Usher comes up and kicks big baby out of the seat on camera. Yeah, Marv. Uh, <laughs> all right, so even better, you can hear Kevin
3: Durant in the background going, "Those not your seats, big dog." <laughs> because Big Baby was giving him a little grief during the game, and that just made it so much better. You could hear Katie in the background.
2: Yeah, Seton. I just love, yeah, there's this moment where he, like, turns and he goes, oh, wait, are these your seats? Oh, okay, I'll get up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, are these your seats? Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah. I'll get up. I've done that before when I was growing up, you know. I'd, I'd go to a Reds game and sneak down. I'd buy seats all the way at the upper deck, and I'd try to sneak down. You know, you would be like seventh inning, you're sitting there, and all of a sudden you're like, uh, Usher comes up and says, uh, no, those aren't your seats. Yeah, how could you tell? Uh, Paulie, best and worst of the weekend. In addition
1: to the Longwood Lancers, men's and women's basketball making the NCAA tournament, I'm going to go University of Nebraska basketball. They don't get a lot of love. 74-73 over Wisconsin. What a big upset in men's college basketball. And I also heard that in women's softball, many games are played where the inning... No innings start after the hour and 20-minute mark. They do uh, time in lower levels of uh, baseball Mm. and softball. Okay. So it has been done before, Dan, your idea. It's just not on the major level yet. All right. It'll get there.
0: Uh, John in Florida. Hi, John. What's on your mind? Bye, John. Scott in North Carolina. Hey, Scott. Best and worst of the weekend.
5: Hey, bud. Hey. Uh, Nine and three quarters. We're doing hand size now. Okay. Uh, There we go. Uh, Lifelong Tar Heel fan. Best is obviously spoiling that night, the greatest night in college basketball history, supposedly. Uh, Worst was watching it in the ER because I blew my Achilles about an hour before it dip off. How'd you do it? (laughs) Shooting a foul shot, stepped back, just popped it. (laughs) And and you hear it, don't you, Scott? I thought somebody kicked me, turned around to see who it was. Nobody's within six feet. Took a step straight to the ground so
0: no good Yeah, you know that, that's where and I've, I've only been around it once and it was a guy who blew out both Achilles in a basketball game we're at the final four in Denver and we're playing and you heard pop pop
1: both how does that happen with like why would the other one decide to go with the first one like it's usually you'd think there would be no symmetricality for an injury like that I have no idea it's like he got shot.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, see. And that, yeah, that happened to my gym teacher. He popped both at the same time. It's very strange. It feel, felt like just the most bizarre thing, but he was like, uh, he thought he actually said somebody shot me. He thought he actually got shot. And
0: your Achilles starts to unravel in, in the back of your, your leg. I mean, it's, it's wild. That's why when somebody comes back from that, I'm thinking, that's miraculous. When when you realize Klay Thompson and Kevin Durant coming back from that, Kevin Durant's all the way back. Yes, Todd?
3: You'd probably rather have the Tar Heels lose and your Achilles heel be still in place and not pop, I would think, in and that
0: heel situation. It's a little too soon. A little too soon? A little too soon.
3: It's pretty painful, I'm sure.
0: That's Achilles humor.
3: It is Achilles
2: humor. Yeah.
3: Uncalled for. A
0: little and insensitive. It, yeah.
2: That's I okay. mean, how difficult is it for these people to find their seats? <laughs> I got it right here on the
0: ticket.
3: And, you know, the funny, thing is, the funny thing is, just like his nickname, he was like, but I want to continue sitting here. <laughs> Come on, big baby, get up and go back to your regular seat.
0: Stop acting like a big baby. Got
2: these big babies coming up to me. I'm just trying to sit in my seat section room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nathan in L.A. Hey, Nathan.
5: Hey, Dan, how are you? Good, sir. So... I have a debate question for you. Oh. More media savvy athlete, Aaron Rodgers Aaron or LeBron James?
0: Oh. You know, sometimes I can say they're not media savvy. Uh, thanks for the phone call, Nathan. Like at times they seem clueless with what they're saying or how they're saying it or what they're not saying, or they are cryptic or they don't care. LeBron has this need to comment on everything. Everything. Uh, Aaron Rodgers may give you some haiku, something, read between the lines and then between those lines. But I don't think Aaron Rodgers cares what you think. He's unapologetically himself. I think LeBron cares greatly what you think. (laughs) Was that your Aaron Rodgers impersonation? I'm unapologetically Uh, myself. Now and he's and a surfer dude. Wrong way. He lives in Malibu. Now he's a surfer dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Tom. He's got
3: Rodgers. He's got Favre. He's got like the whole Green Bay Packers. Like the Mitchell <laughs>
0: impersonations. Of well, he's Packer working on his Jordan Love impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't know. It you know like... No, did no <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It's me. i wouldn't. I'm i would, be the new quarterback. I wouldn't work on the Jordan Love impersonation until we know he's actually going to play quarterback <laughs> there. You know, you might be working on like uh, Teddy Bridgewater, somebody like that. Uh, let's take a break. More phone calls coming up back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app,
6: I mean that real I got legendary Hall of Famers elite coaches and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else to make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ live wherever you get your podcast from
0: the NFL is trying to crack down on some of the questions that you ask these uh Players at the Combine. So you're not asking inappropriate things like they had before to Des Bryant's uh, uh, interview. Is your mom a prostitute? You know, things like that. They've shied away from things like that. Uh, Sam Howell is a quarterback at North Carolina. He went into the Eagles interview at the Combine and they made him do Papa shot. So I gave him a Nerf basketball and then he had like five shots and he made two out of five. And he said, you know, I probably uh, dropped on their draft boards there. Yes. His quote was that somebody asked him about if he had had any weird
2: questions. uh, And Sam Howell said, uh, Oh, wait, sorry. This Think it popped up. Uh, he said, honestly, no question comes to mind, but I walked into one meeting and I had to shoot basketballs on a mini hoop. That was probably the craziest thing I had to do. And I only made two out of five, so I'm probably not high on their
1: board right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. So that's like a psychological thing. They're trying to judge your competitiveness, right? Because they don't care how you do a pop a shot. They're trying to see if you go one for five, a pop a shot, you ask for a do-over. Or you get into it and say, do you want to play? I would guess that's got to be something to judge your mind. And I think it's fair. I know Papa shot doesn't mean a thing, but you would you could take something out of somebody playing Papa shot. Dan, we've talked about this 100 times. We saw Drew Brees at the uh, Heisman years ago. He played Papa shot against Ladanian Tomlinson at the ESPN zone. And Drew Brees wouldn't. Drew Brees lost to LaDainian Tomlinson. And he was begging Ladanian Tomlinson for a rematch the rest of the night. He was so embarrassed that he lost. He wanted to do it again. And he was like almost out of his mind. Off Papa shot. Now that doesn't mean he's going to be a great quarterback and not a great quarterback. But I think you can judge a level of competitiveness. You're not allowed to ask a lot of other things, so maybe that's their move.
0: I think Michael Jordan lost to Chuck Daly, the coach, playing golf during the Dream Team, and he was insistent on Chuck Daly playing him again round of golf. Like it became, he became obsessed with doing that. And I, I've said this before. I played golf with Drew Brees. I did not enjoy it. He wasn't fun because he was so competitive and it worked for him as a quarterback. And I remember we got to the 18th green at the Tahoe celebrity golf event and he misses a putt for a birdie taps in, goes to the back of the green going into the scorer's tent. I finish out my putt, Uh, Ben Roethlisberger finishes out his and we're just standing there and he goes, uh, I guess I'll shake your hand twice for the quarterbacks in this group. It was me, Breeze, and Ben. And Breeze never said a word about it. Nothing. After the round, he was so upset. So the next day, I'm on the driving range. And I said to my caddy, Andy, I said, if you see Breeze, just give me a heads up because I I don't want to you know, engage in conversation after that yesterday. All of a sudden, my caddy goes, here comes Breeze. So I I got my head down. I'm swinging away. Breeze is like, "Hey Dan, how are you today?" I'm go, good. He goes, "Uh, who are you playing with?" I said, "Uh, Ron Jaworski, Bruce Smith." Oh, you're gonna love them. Hey, I had a lot of fun yesterday. I go, "No, you, you couldn't have." <laughs> like, I'm thinking in my mind, and my caddy goes, "There is no way he had a good time yesterday. Zero. <laughs> but in his mind, like I appreciate that. I appreciate. I'm very competitive. Uh, to the point where it was a detriment because I, I, you know, you get caught up in that sometimes you're in, you're in your own battle in your own head instead of a bigger picture there. Yes. So you think that that being in that state, right?
2: That like hyper competitive state is what makes Drew Brees happy. Like if he, so you, you, you saw it as like, dang, this dude is like taking this way too seriously. But for him, he was like, man, isn't this the best? Isn't this a great
0: time? He didn't look like he was having a great time after he finished the round. When he walked to the back of the green. <laughs> At one point, I made back-to-back birdies. And then I'm, I have a chance with probably a 10-foot putt. And Breeze walks behind me and says, I can't believe you could have three birdies in a row. And I went, who says that? That's bad etiquette right yes, there. Yes, it that is. is. bad golf etiquette. And, of course, I didn't make the birdie putt. But, like, Roethlisberger kept looking at me like, uh, man, he really wants to win this thing. The, the first tee, we get up there, and I use my driver. And then Breeze gets up there, and I announce to the crowd, we're trying to have fun. I said, oh, come on, Drew, bring out the driver. And he goes, no, my three would, well, drive your driver. And I went, <laughs> Okay. Let's go. All righty. (laughs) And then after that, it was me talking to my caddy and occasionally to Roethlisberger. That was about it. Uh, Let's see. Seth in Virginia Beach. Hi, Seth. What's on your mind? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Hey, uh, only best for the weekend, no worse. Uh, Already been talked about on the show, but the big game over the weekend, uh, new era in college basketball history, talking about my Longwood Lantern taking down Winthrop and getting a ticket to the dance. Winthrop tried their hardest, but they couldn't handle the Longwood D. All right. Thank you, sir. Well done. None of us can. Yeah. He's uh, been waiting a long time to make that kind of yes, joke at has. Longwood. Yes, he has. <laughs> Decades. Uh, Chris in Indiana. Hi, Chris. Hey, DP. How you doing? Good, sir.
5: Good. Hey, I just wanted to comment. Well, first, 5'10", uh, 175. I uh, got a nine-inch hand. Um, I just wanted to comment, going back to the baseball timing uh, topic, And one of the Danettes Danettes mentioned that there is a uh, time frame on lower level softball uh, and baseball, and that is true. Uh, The travel softball league my daughter plays in up here in Fort Wayne, uh, they have, it depends on the tournament, but they have what they call a drop-dead time. And it could be an hour, hour and 20, hour and 30, sometimes hour and 45. And what happens is they have a clock sitting right behind the umpire. He puts it on the fence. He sets it for the time. Uh, when it gets down to five minutes, he alerts everybody. There's five minutes. And then it becomes kind of a scramble depending on the game scenario. Uh, one team may slow it down. One team may speed it up uh, depending on how the game's going. And then once that timer hits zero, the alarm sounds, and the game ends, and that's called the drop-dead time.
0: Yeah, I know it's radical what I said, but if you wanted to speed up the game, then truly speed up the game. If you think that's so important, are people going to tune in because the game's two and a half They know it's two and a half hours long. Soccer, I know it's two hours. There's extra time in there, but for the most part, it's two hours. I know that. Baseball averages 310. If, if it's that important, then put it at, at the front, front of the line here. You're guaranteeing that it's going to be two and a half hours. And then the game ends. That's it. Yes, Todd?
3: You've got to at least finish the half inning, you would think. If the team that's batting is losing or it's tied, I don't know how you could just abruptly end the game. Then the other team that's leading 2-1 with two outs, no man on, the pitching coach all of a sudden has to talk to the pitcher to try to eat those last few minutes so they don't give up a tying solo home run or something.
0: You just beat the clock right there. I did. I see you
3: got about nine seconds left.
0: Yeah. Final hour coming up. We got one former GM who says Aaron Rodgers is being selfish. He'll join us. One more item, we close out Hour 2. Always brings a smile to my face when I tell you about Butcher Box. Meal prepping is different. Butcher Box makes it easy. It's a subscription service that takes the guesswork out of finding high-quality meat. They source their meat from partners with the highest standards for quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, wild-caught seafood. You make the decisions, or they can do it for you. ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home and free shipping in the continental United States. Each box contains 8 to 14 pounds of meat, depending on the box you choose. That's about 24 individual meals. Pack fresh, ship frozen for convenience, customize your own box or go with one of theirs. It's your chance to never have to shop for ground beef as well because ButcherBox is giving new members free ground beef for life plus a $10 off coupon. Go to butcherbox.com slash Patrick to get that deal. Log on to butcherbox.com slash Patrick to claim the offer offer.